Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York City, and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Welcome back to another episode, and I am literally going to get right to the point and defend my girl, Madonna. Now, I'm just going to start by saying, Madonna reinvents herself. This is her thing. She said it way back in the day. She said a lot of things way back in the day. And I listened to a lot of the things that she said. I was, eh, I don't know, obsessed. I don't know if I idolized, but she was a force and she's still a force. And she's just strong, feminine goddess energy. And so many people cannot handle that shit. And it's starting to show. And it's men and it's women and it's ridiculous. So Madonna Louise Chacon is an American singer, songwriter, and actress referred to as the queen of pop. She is noted for her continual reinvention and versatility in music production, songwriting, and visual presentation. This is what it says in Wikipedia. And before I even read that to you, and I saw all this Madonna hate, I said, Madonna reinvents herself. She was born August 16th, 1958 in Bay City, Michigan, and she is a Leo, and it shows, and I don't know the rest of her chart, but if anyone out there wants to do Madonna's chart, she is meant to be who she is. And that is that. She came onto the scene in the 1980s. And she came out with her first song, Material Girl, in 1984. Now, here's the funniest thing ever in the world. So, in 1984, I guess it was, then, I can't quite remember, some of the years blur, in my elementary school, Columbus School in Mount Vernon, New York, we used to have substitute teachers all the time, and we loved Substitute Teacher Day. And we especially loved when this one substitute teacher would come in, I cannot remember her name, but I remember she had very, very long hair, and it was straight and just super shiny all the time. And she was always really well dressed. And she was also a little person. And she was tons of fun because she never wanted to do any work with us. And she would play Madonna music. She would bring a cassette player into our classroom and she would play Madonna music and like act out the whole material girl video like standing in front of the classroom or even standing on the desk seriously you guys this was the 80s it was the best and worst and most wonderful and insane and beautiful coming of age time like i say that the 90s was my coming of age but it was the 80s and so much of it like i said revolved around music and madonna's music of all like we all thought she was supposed to be included in we are the world 
And she wasn't, and we thought that that was so weird. I remember talking about that with my friends. Like, why is Madonna not part of We Are The World? So, Madonna, if you ever hear this and you have an answer as to why you were not part of We Are The World, I would love to know because I honestly would have loved your contribution to that. I really would have. So let's just talk her first live performance. In 1984... At the MTV Video Music Awards, where she came out in her white lace skirt and her corset and her belt that said boy toy and her lace bow in her hair and her lace gloves and her rosary beads and pearls. And she was a vision. A vision. And we just didn't know what to do with her and what to make of her. But we know we wanted more. As soon as she started rolling around on the stage in this like interpretive dance of what her body was feeling in that moment, singing that song, introducing herself to the world, there was Madonna. And she was asked in an interview, what do you want? And she said, I want to rule the world. And rule the world she did. I'll get to the music in a minute, but let's just talk movies. 1985, Desperately Seeking Susan. I am still looking for those boots, that jacket, and those Nefertiti earrings. I can watch that movie every day for the rest of my life and love every moment of it. And it was also Rosanna Arquette and Aidan Quinn that made it as brilliant as it is. One of my favorites. And then, of course, in 1987, Who's That Girl? I mean, we waited for the next Madonna movie after after Desperately Seeking Susan, and Who's That Girl did not disappoint. And then we had Vision Quest in 85, and At Close Range in 86, and one of my favorites, Shanghai Surprise in 1986. She was in that with Sean Penn, and of course they famously married and then divorced. And then she was married to, oh my goodness, Richie. He was a director. Oh my God, she's so iconic. I don't even remember the men that she was married to. But um, there was, there, she just, she just takes over a room, I guess, you know? And it's just, she is who she is. I mean, then of course she came out in uh, 1991 with Truth or Dare. And I remember my mother was like, don't watch that. Oh my God, don't watch that. You know, because I was I was gonna now like be tarnished or something. And I mean, I probably already was by that point. But she really just, you know, pushed the envelope so many times and reinventing herself every few years with like her look and her music. I mean, that's why we're all still talking about her. 
And there should not be the hate that there is. I mean, I'm seeing it on TikTok. People are putting up pictures of Madonna in the 90s as opposed to a video of her now. Now, she's got great lighting in her videos because, you know, she's Madonna and her makeup's done and her hair is beautiful and she's put together, but she's being like who she wants to be. She's being the real her. And I'm not saying that she wasn't the real her at those other moments in time, but you're also comparing her to like a photoshopped, like perfected, you know, picture of her. And that's not reality, but the TikToks that she's showing us now is her reality. And so this is from the New York Post, page six. And for my entire life, since I could read, all my gossip has come from page six. Because if you want to know things, page six is in the know. So always, always follow page six. They've got all the goods. And the caption is, 50 Cent attacks Grandma Madonna again, like a virgin at 64. Now... The article goes on to say that 50 Cent has reignited his feud with Madonna by criticizing her recent seductive social media post. Now, number one, I did not know about the previous feud, so I'm going to have to look into this. But this is what it says. The candy shop rapper whose real name is Curtis James Jackson III posted a screenshot of a story talking about Madonna's latest TikTok video and where she stared into the camera and mouthed the lyrics to Keem's song, Vent. The writer's headline read that Madonna was using rap music for clout and dubbed it, quote, pathetic and, quote, disturbing. And then, quote, with the two eyeballs, I told you all grandma, sick, was on bullish like a virgin at 64, LOL, end quote. 50 Cent 47 captured the screenshot on Saturday. The queen of pop has yet to respond to the diss, referencing her all-time hit, like a virgin. Hmm. And then people are saying she looks possessed and this and that. Now, here's why I'm sticking up for Madonna. And here is why this is part of the spiritual journey of Gen X. And this is why I think you guys don't understand certain things. It's like, you know, you're like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm woke because like I have all this information at my fingertips. And you do but you don't have the humanity behind it. And it's not like I'm sure Madonna can't take it, but why should she have to at any age? She can be who she wants and do what she wants. And the thing that I have learned is that everyone feels really, really safe behind the screen or the microphone like I do here. But let's be real, they feel really safe behind the screen typing in what they think about someone because you no longer have to look at someone face to face when you say or do something screwed up to them. And we had to deal with that in the 80s. We had to deal with the immediate, like if you were 
being bullied, like you had to remain like stoic and like stand your ground and whatever, because if you did break down, it was definitely going to be worse. But when you started standing up for yourself and fighting back, the people bullying you had to deal with that and you had to figure out immediately like how to respond and how to fix it because you were face to face and you were going to be face to face the next day. So you really kind of had to deal with it like right then and there and it was pretty much all dealt with within like a day or so like everything was done and worked through and like you know either you were friends again or you were frenemies which we did have back then we just didn't have a word for it. So with that, when you're behind the screen picking on people, whether they're famous people or whether it's someone you choose that you're going to target and bully, like, you know, privately or like with a group of people, it's just it's just not right. I mean, you don't have to agree with somebody. You don't have to like them, but you don't have to go and like make nasty comments and and ruin their day. There's just absolutely no reason for that. And I think that not ever having to truly face someone, like look them in the eye and say something to their face that you would have written on social media about them. I think that that's where a human disconnect comes in. And that's why I'm here defending my girl Madonna. And I doubt she'll ever hear this, but, you know, just human to human, like, I think you're fantastic. I'm on your side because you should be able to express yourself the way you want. You wrote a song about it way back in the day. And all of your songs truly were messages to me to embrace myself. And I didn't always do it all the time. I always was like a people pleaser to others because I don't know why. But I don't want to be anymore. And and that's another reason I'm on my spiritual journey talking on the podcast. And I admire Madonna because she's just doing what the F she wants. And she's allowed. So for me, her career is, it started when I was like a kid, but old enough to, you know, be able to memorize Madonna songs and want to dress like her. And from the beginning, I have watched this woman evolve and reinvent herself and keep everybody interested in her. And she does not deserve the hate that she deserves because she worked a really, really long like time before it was easy to get discovered. Like she got discovered in in New York City. So she moved to New York City in 1978 and she was a dancer. So she was pursuing a career in modern dance and she had performed as a drummer and a guitarist and a vocalist in the rock band Breakfast Club and Emmy. And then she rose to solo stardom with her 1983 album. And there you So let's go back a second. So Madonna was a really good student and she got straight A's in school and she said that she saw herself like an overachiever and the quintessential quintessential Cinderella. So she like found her escape from life in dance and she went to gay clubs in Detroit 
And at those gay clubs, she says she experienced a thrilling sense of liberation and she felt like a misfit in school because she was an aggressive woman and guys thought of her as a strange girl. So she, again, just reinvented herself through dance and finding a place where she fit in. So Madonna had a really hard time living in New York. Her apartment was broken into a few times. She had some really like jarring incidents, but she kept trying and pushing to make it as a dancer. And people heard her sing and said, well, you know, your voice isn't bad. And have you ever thought about being a singer? And she's like, no, you know, I never wanted to be, but she did not pass up the opportunity and she joined a rock band and then formed her own in 1980. So her first demo was Everybody and she was at this club Danceteria, which I didn't know about in the 80s because I was too young. But um, the tape found its way into the hands of Mark Kamins, a New York DJ and producer, and he threw the cassette in the club and it worked. And he said, I'm not saying the place went crazy, but it worked. So that got her her first solo record deal. So Madonna's not someone that gives up and she did not have it easy. And she wrote about these things in her music in like a prayer and live to tell and all of these things. And, you know, she's told a story of her life in a way where she got to creatively control the narrative within her music and her videos and, you know, more power to her for that. And another thing that I want to talk about with Madonna is she has always always spoken about AIDS and HIV and homophobia and everything that comes with that. And there was, it was a couple of years back where she called out, or it was a year ago, I guess, she called out, it's a rapper, the baby. I, I honestly don't know who that is because he made a homophobic rant. He went on this rant about AIDS and HIV and she told him, you know, know your facts. So um, the article in the Los Angeles Times says Madonna is the latest bold-faced name to condemn 29-year-old rapper Baby's comment made at the Rolling Loud Festival in Miami last weekend. The rock star rapper immediately came under fire for making homophobic and misogynistic comments on stage at the Hip Hop Festival Sunday specifically sharing inaccurate claims about gay men and HIV. As such, the material girl, a longtime HIV AIDS research proponent and ally to the LGBT community, chastised him while attempting to educate him, quote, Madonna, if you're going to make hateful remarks to the LGBTQ plus community about HIV AIDS, then know your facts. After decades of hard-won scientific research, there are life-saving medicines available to children born with HIV, to people who contract HIV through blood transfusions, dirty needles, or exchange of bodily fluids. These new ARVs, antiretroviral 
virals can keep a person with AIDS alive for the rest of their lives. AIDS is not transmitted by standing next to someone in a crowd, she added. So this woman is a champion and she always has been. And honestly, every step that let her rise to the top, she has earned. Really. I mean, truly, you know, I see her as a truly self-made star. And she's an Italian girl just like me. So it always amazed me, you know, that one of us could, could do that, that, that kind of stardom. And in my lifetime, like I didn't grow up watching Sophia Loren rise. So it was beautiful to watch Madonna rise. And, you know, the funny thing is back in the 90s, when I was at AMDA, I had a teacher who was from the same area of Michigan as Madonna. And she used to like go off on her for dropping her Midwestern accent. And I remember her saying, you know, she's got this almost British-like accent now, but where's her hard R's like we talk? And I'm thinking, you don't even talk like that because you're an acting teacher. And we had to take our Edith Skinner and all of our, our speech lessons to get rid of our, quote, regionalisms because people in Buffalo, New York speak differently than people in Brooklyn, New York. And we have to all speak standard American so that we're more appealing to everyone as an actor. And you're saying that Madonna should keep her Midwestern accent, but... Like, she's transcended, like, any accent on earth, if you ask me. And I know I'm not gushing. I'm going to quote Shirley Manson from 2017 when I saw her on the Rage and Rapture tour with Blondie. And someone accused Sir Shirley Manson of gushing too much about Debbie Harry. And Shirley Manson said, I'm not gushing. I'm giving her the kudos she deserves. That is a direct quote. I will never forget it. She said it at Bethel Woods. And that is the same thing. I am not gushing about Madonna. I am giving her the kudos that she deserves. And to the haters out there who want to compare a photoshopped 30-year-old image that is beautiful to the woman who is showing you who she has become today, not fair. And to everyone that wants to slam her as a grandma, if I looked at slamming as a grandma, I wouldn't care what you thought of me. So Madonna, you rock. I love you. You're an icon. You're a legend. You have done so much good in the world. Your haters are ridiculous. And that's all I have to say about that. This has been another episode of Messy Closet. Thank you for listening and don't forget to keep art and keep love alive.